The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Joining us this week on the show, one of our favorite Break the Business Podcast guests. She is an Australia-based geek pop singer-songwriter. She streams regularly on Twitch as part of its partner program. You can find out all about her by visiting www.maryamber.com. That's M-E-R-I amber.com. And at twitch.tv slash maryamber. Ladies and gentlemen, we are happy to welcome back our dear friend Mary Amber to the Break the Business podcast. Hey, Mary, how's it going? Hey, yo, things are really good. Thank you. <laughs> things, things are good. Look, here's the thing, Mary. I'm going I'm, I'm to be real with you. Friend to friend here. When we have you on the show, we love having you because you give great advice about how to run your music career effectively. You do so many things well, website, social media, producing music, and you always have great tips. But as good as your advice is, I kind of just want to catch up on personal stuff with you and see how my friend is doing because, well, for one thing, you just got married. How does that feel? No, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's very strange. I, I go for every opportunity I possibly can to call Patrick my husband. So I'll just literally walk into like a drugstore. He, he'll be going to go get some cold medicine because he's all disgusting and fluey. And I'll just be like, wait, I'll do it. Excuse me. I'd like to get some flu medicine for my husband, just because I can say husband. It's just, it just feels so foreign and strange, <laughs> but it's cool. Uh, so, so excited for you because you've been having, you've been talking about Patrick on this podcast every time we've had you on for years and about how you guys do work together in your career. And it's just fabulous to see you all getting hitched. And you guys really did this wedding thing right because you visited America on your honeymoon. So, I want to ask you about your experience with that. What about the U.S. surprised you the most? Like what, like, what was like the biggest difference from how you perceived what the U.S. would be like versus what it actually was? Oh, jeepers. There's, there's a lot of things that were quite different. There's a lot of similarities, too. It was, it was kind of like Australia, but warped um, <laughs> in a lot of ways. The number of products you have, just like the mere options is mind-boggling like we went into walmart which is basically wonderland for someone like me and <laughs> we went to go get deodorant because we run out of deodorant and i usually have a choice of about like say five deodorants that are tolerable here in australia that i can pick from and i usually go for the one i'm used to and there, there was hundreds. I'm like, I don't even know how people buy deodorant in America. Do they stand there for like hours and just smell each one or something? <laughs> and there were all these weird like soapy ones and gel ones. And I'm like, geez, they had products for everything. It's, it's, they had entire aisles for body wash. It confused me. I was like, yeah, people must spend a long time making decisions in America because there's just so many choices for everything. <laughs> And you visited a bunch of different places in America. You were traveling all around because you went to TwitchCon, but I saw you in like New York too. I mean, you were just bouncing around. What a, what a cool <laughs> trip that must have been. And you really found a lot of ways to kind of use your trip to America as a way to just, you know, create fun things for your fans to watch. Like I saw this whole thing where you did a bit where you were just eating American cereals and kind of giving your thoughts on them. That was kind of cool. 
Yeah, American cereals is something I I was particularly interested in trying out because I know that they have a trillion varieties and all of them are hilarious. My favorite was Count Chocula. That's a brilliant name for a cereal. But um, <laughs> it, for, for me, it was just very exciting to get to try them out. And um, I, I shared that with people on Twitch. I'm surprised people were interested in me trying cereal. But it was <laughs> some pretty drastic reactions to some of them. Some of them are particularly odd. Um, <laughs> I don't know how people eat that every day. All right. But, All right. Well, yeah. What was the wackiest American cereal where you're like, how, how do folks in the States eat this? Oh, geez. Well, we really liked Lucky Charms, Ooh. which is this, like, it's it's these weird kind of clumpy, crunchy globs of wheat or whatever it is, or corn. I, I don't even know. And then these marshmallows that are meant to take certain shapes, but they end up just looking really funny. And, and you're essentially eating these, like, dried up, dead attempts at marshmallows in between this already sugary cereal. It's like you're having pure sugar for breakfast. But that was one of the ones we we found particularly funny. And your milk at the end ends all, like, bluey green colored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, like, it's so weird. It's so fantastically <laughs> weird. Well, I'm glad you bring you brought up Twitch because uh, I, I feel like I'm legally obligated to ask you at least one music industry question. So let's talk about the great stuff you're doing on Twitch. Because since we last had you on the show, Mary, you've really made live streaming a big part of what you do in music. Folks, you can check the great stuff she's doing on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mary Amber. And you've got to the point, Mary, where you're streaming on the platform multiple times a week now. What has drawn you to that medium? There's a, there's a number of things, and I think one of the main things that I might have mentioned on this show previously that I think is particularly important when creating music or creating, well, I suppose a fan base, but more importantly, a community is connection. Um, and that's when you find a medium that provides you the ability to create this connection in a very good way, like a very strong way, then it's something you stick to. So in a lot of social media forms, you're throwing content at people and then they consume it and they might leave a comment on it. With live streaming, it is constant interaction. Someone in my chat could be like, play my Superman, and I could respond with, sure, I'll play that one for you. Do you want me to play it on this guitar or that guitar? And then they'll be like, we want it on this guitar. And that way they are interacting the whole time. And like, I'll ask questions, they respond. It's pretty instant. I won't say it's absolutely instant. I think there's especially some lag with Australian internet, but... (laughs) It's it's definitely it's it's as close I think as social media gets to forming proper connections. And one of the things I found is with my community on Twitch, and I really I really do view them as a community. Fan base feels like a really weird kind of word to use because they they feel like family. Um, when I met them in real life, and I've met a bunch of them now in real life. I first met them on Twitch, and then after that met them in real life. It's like we were old friends that have known each other for years, and we just kicked off from exactly where we were online. And it was just, it's this magic thing where you do have that real connection. You've created a real connection. It's not one-sided at all. 
Well, and I feel like in a lot of other content platforms, it is one-sided. You've really you know? gone out of your way to maximize the interactivity of Twitch. Because not only are you using it just to stream you performing music as a lot of artists do, but I've even seen you use the platform where you'll have songwriting sessions where you will let your fans propose lyrics to you and help you write songs in real time as as any person who you know loves anybody's music i can't imagine a better experience for a member of an artist community or a fan base than to actually propose a line that might end up in a mary amber song someday that's so cool well i i do songwriting streams once a week it's a show called song domination i'm soon going to expand that to include production of the song afterwards not something super schmancy radio quality but just you know a little bit of an insight into the process and also interactivity in that space likely to be done with hardware because that's more interesting than software but that that's something where i suppose it's beyond just the interactivity of the songwriting i think it's actually part of art itself it's kind of like performance art in a weird way and um for me, it's it's something that I do more as a passion thing. I would say of all the various streams I do on Twitch, that one is least likely to build my audience. It's very good for connecting with my current audience, mm-hmm. provided they're able to be there. But I think it's something that's more of a passion thing. It's something that makes me feel like something amazing happened that day. You, you know what I mean? Like th- that's something that's for me it's sublime you've got people from all over the world contributing to this piece of art and it's just taking form in my hands and it's for me it's just mind-boggling and it's really really exciting well yeah there are things that you can do to build your fan base build that community as you call it and then there's there are things you can do to cultivate the community that you have and bring them closer to you and i really think the song domination that you do is a big part of that And I I see also that you are a Twitch partner. You have received this partner status on the platform. What does that mean and how does an artist get that? So when you first start on Twitch, you create an account and you are a regular Twitch user at that point. The moment you hit start streaming, you are a streamer. However, you are just a regular Twitch streamer. To become a affiliate on Twitch, you need to reach 50 followers, stream for eight hours, stream on seven different days. Um, that doesn't mean every single day of the week. It's just as long as you as long as you've not just you know started a stream and ended a stream seven times within the one day, um, as long as it's been spread out somewhat and have an average of three viewers, then you get uh, affiliate status. Now the average viewers is the most difficult thing for anyone starting on a live streaming platform. When you have, say, a YouTube video and it builds up, I don't know, a 1,000 views over a few weeks, that could be 500 views within the first 10 minutes and then everything kind of sporadically afterwards. With live streaming, it's the average views that count. So, for example, if in the first five minutes you have 10 people, but for the next six streams you do you have one person then your average may end up being below three so that's why some people struggle at the start to get affiliate and also partner which is the next um the next i suppose level you can unlock which requires you to stream for 25 hours uh stream on 12 different days and have an average of 75 viewers Uh, so the average viewers is usually what stumps people up I can imagine. Uh, 
because having, say, an average of 75 viewers, at the very start when you start a stream, regardless of your size, you have zero viewers. You have to get people in that room to watch with you. And um, sometimes streams can get up to 100 or above 100 viewers, but then when they look at the stats at the end, they're still not above an average of 75 because it took too long to get there. Um, so that's, that's, I suppose, the different steps. Beginning streaming for the first time, reaching affiliate, and then reaching partnership. So what does partner status get you? Well, first of all, affiliate status gets you a lot of stuff. So as an affiliate, you're able to monetize your stream. You're able to have people subscribe to your channel. You're able to have people cheer on your channel, which is a way for them to donate to you. You're able to have little badges beside people's names that tell them how long they've been subscribed for. Um, so you're able actually to do quite a lot with uh, being an affiliate. Um, and I will put out there that not everyone gets affiliate straight away. So even reaching affiliate status is something you should be very proud of if you are a streamer on Twitch. Um, partnership gets you extra uh, emotes, which are kind of like emojis that people that are subscribed to you get for subscribing um, it's just a nice extra you can give to your community. Uh, that was the main thing I was excited about. They're also able to monetize advertisements. And in general, it's something to aim for because I suppose it means it's a little tick beside your name saying you have achieved this goal that everyone's reaching for. And um, I think more than most of the rest of it, it gives you a feeling of achievement. And also the emojis you can give to your community so I, I guess it's I guess it's it's partially that there's also advertising you get a bigger cut obviously of the revenue your stream makes sure so that's another thing for partners but um they really have tried to make it so that even if you're an affiliate you're able to monetize your stream now I'll say this to this outside observer it has been so awesome to watch you relatively quickly dive into this platform and just throw yourself into it and you know stream regularly and really do some great things on the platform and and though i i know i say you built it quickly i know it's been the product of <laughs> the many years you've been working at your career to build that initial community that you could then sort of transplant them into twitch but it's so cool to, to see what you've done and i think a lot of folks can learn from it before we ask you the last question i gotta ask you one more geek question here because you are our <laughs> correspondent on all things pokemon and so i'd love to get your initial thoughts on the trailer for the detective pikachu movie that came out recently because you were the first person i thought of when i saw this trailer i said i gotta see what mary amber thinks of this uh tell us what you're thinking <laughs> Okay, when I first saw Detective Pikachu, it was actually as the Detective Pikachu game. Um, I believe that was for Switch or DS, I don't know. But I saw the game and I was like, oh dear, what is this? My first thoughts were, oh no. <laughs> he's got oh, a hat. Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's, he's got a hat and he's probably going to talk and what is this? But then when I saw the trailer, at first I was like, oh goodness, this, this is going to go so very terribly wrong. Um, and I hit play. I was really turned around. Um, if you haven't yet seen the trailer, I would recommend watching it. Don't dismiss it because of the name. It's easy to do. But it's actually looking like it's going to be a really interesting movie. And the way they've realized making it into a real-life action movie, um, 
is surprisingly good. Like, the, 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 I, I found it really hard to imagine that they could make these 2D animations look as cool as they did, but they did. I think the, the, the one questionable creature I've seen is the Jigglypuff, but when you think about how they could actually make a giant <laughs> ball thing <laughs> into something that doesn't look suspicious, it's, it's probably a difficult task in the end. So they've done pretty well there too. Um, and yeah, the plotline looks really interesting. The humor looks pretty cool. It's it seems pretty fun. Well, I think it is a it's high praise indeed for the folks who made this that it's got your initial stamp of approval, or you're at least cautiously optimistic about what you've seen so far. Um, that's really great. And um, you know, I'm I'm going to be thinking of you as it comes out, and when it does come out, we're definitely going to want to get your review of the movie before we let Are you, you gonna go. Go watch it. Oh, of course. Why not? He's got a hat. Of course I'm going to watch it. It's a cute, adorable hat. And it's Ryan Reynolds. We love him here in the States. Uh, Mary, before we let you go, do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Well, the, the one tip that I always really love giving because it's given me so much trouble in the past is to, and I know this sounds really horribly lame, but to actually be yourself in your music And if that is not mainstream, if the sort of music you create is not easily commercial in the typical sense, that's okay. You can find a way to make that work for you. Um, It's not a good idea to try and be something you're not because it will make you miserable. And as I later decided in my life, if you're going to be miserable, you might as well go work in accounting or something where you'll make a decent living being miserable. If you're going to do music, do it because you love it and do it the way that you love doing it. It's interesting that you say that that's something you've had trouble with, because one of the things I've always been impressed about is you about with you is your music is unique to you. You've, you've really done things your way. Whenever I listen to your music, I think this is Mary Amber. This isn't Mary Amber trying to be something else that's on Top 40 Radio. Your music really does have a unique character. Well, I, I think I, I before I got to the point where I released things, um, I struggled quite a bit because I was trying to be a mainstream artist originally and then realized that that was not going to work. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I tried very, very hard to be normal and it didn't work out. And then I realized it doesn't make me happy anyway, so I would rather do what makes me happy. And it's like the entire world opened up. It became less of a process of torture and more of a process of just joy. And that's really the way it should be. And I think people feel it. People feel it when you're enjoying yourself and you're proud of what you do and you love what you do and you're not trying to fake anything. No kidding, folks. Mary is one of my favorite artists and one of my favorite people to talk to on this podcast. Check her out at www.maryamber.com. That's M-E-R-I Amber.com. And check out her awesome Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Mary Amber. Mary, congratulations on your nuptials. I'm so happy for you and Patrick. And thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Thank you so much for having me. 